All right, folks, the revolution will not be televised. Well, welcome, listeners. Another enjoyable day, another day on Faces Going Places. This is Dr. Mel Butler, your host, and you're tuned in to Faces Going Places, the show that means unity for the community. All those out there today, we're looking for an exciting show. This is Faces Going Places. We are 501c3, nonprofit organization, so donations are always welcome. Well, welcome to another day in the world of America. Folks, I don't know if you're like me, but so much is happening so fast, I feel like saying, stop this world, I want to get off. Remember, those of you who want to call in to our show, the call-in number is 410-300-0489. And the number again, 443-300-0489. Well, we expect it to be another exciting show today. You know, so much has been happening this week. How many of you knew or even thought about it that this was uh, the 25th year Following the Million Man March that was uh, over in D.C., Minister Farrakhan and, of course, our own uh, Eartha was uh, part of making that happen. But every year, every October the 16th, there is a prayer breakfast. Prayer starts at the park, Druid Park. Then they go and do a breakfast in commemoration of all the years that have gone by since the Million Man March. Think about it. Where were you during the Million Man March? What were you doing? What did you do following the Million Man March? Has there been a change in your life? Has there been a difference in the way you communicate with your family? Have you ever heard the eight points if you did, how many of them have you put into practice in your life? You know, folks, we're in a, living in a turbulent time now. There's so much going on that we should pay attention to. And I know they've tricked many of us into saying, well, I've got my own problems or I've got to take care of my family. Well, folks, this is part of your family. This is something that if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't get involved in some way, then come November the 4th or November the 5th, you'll be talking about what we should have done instead of what we did do. The one thing that we can all do is we can go out and make our voices heard through voting. Don't let people trick you into believing that it's going to be too difficult for you to vote. Don't let people trick you and to believe in that your vote doesn't count. You need to muster every bit of energy that you have and anyone that you love and get them to the polls, make sure that they vote because you hear a lot of people saying it's a life and death election. Folks, that's the truth. This is not an election to play around. This is not an election to ride your ego this is not an election to make people think that you are an independent thinker and you're not going to listen to the voices of the people. 
that are begging you to not only vote, but help somebody else to go and vote. It is that serious. So, so as you call in today, think about the things that are happening this month leading up to the election that can make you know which way your vote should go. First of all, don't just listen to anybody. The fake stories that come out and giving you reasons why you shouldn't vote or why we should be further divided. Don't you know every time we don't cooperate with one another that we don't try to do as the Africans say, pull somebody up, save somebody from the village. But you can't save anybody, uh, raise anybody, raise a child or anybody if you are not together. The children are not the leaders. The children look to you to be the leader. And if you're doing things that they don't like or that they don't know or that they don't understand, is it any wonder why they have a hard time adjusting once they're out on their own? So we really have a moral obligation to our families, our loved ones, our children, to help them through this period. Because this pandemic and the spiritual uh, state that most of us are in, we really need to pray. But more importantly, as Paul said, we need to take action. And if we take action, knowing the truth is the thing that can have our conscience free. Don't let people make you believe that a person out there, you can be forgiven if you did bad in the past. If you truly repent, then you can be forgiven for that. I find I messed up so much in my early life, I need to repent for about another whole year. But the point is, no matter when you decide, as long as you decide that, hey, I'm not going to be a part of the problem. Instead, I'm going to be a part of the solution. We expect to have some guests on today that will share their feelings and what they think about the upcoming election. There's several elections coming up. You know, the NAACP it will be having their elections uh, for the local uh, president. And you can, ask, you can register online. And you should be a part of the NAACP. Even, even if you don't know what they do, even if you don't really understand, you can take time to read and have somebody help you understand what the NAACP means. And it's going to be an integral part of uh, our future. They're going to have to get involved because there's so many underhanded, dishonest, uh, illegal things that are going on that have to, will have to be straightened out coming the next uh, year. So put yourself in a position where you can look back and say, I helped somebody. Put yourself in a position that you can say, I don't know how many votes they got, but I do know my vote is going to be counted. You can go vote early. The weather is not going to be bad. And if so, it's not going to be as bad as it'll be if you don't vote. So we encourage you from Faces Going Places. We are a nonprofit, and we invite all the candidates at this last minute, this 12th hour, to come on and tell us what you are going to do before the election. We don't care what you're talking about. Everybody can talk the same talk. But if you are going to be a good administrator, you can find some problems. There are enough of them in Baltimore God knows that you can find some that you can help push that person through a trying time that they may be having in their community now.
Don't use the old ploy, oh, yeah, when I get into office, I'm going to do A, I'm going to do B, I'm going to do C. Because if you're going to do all that then, then why can't you do some of it now? Somebody says, well, it's only a couple weeks to the election. Yes. And when you get into office, do you think that you won't have any situations that you'll have to muster up a solution for right away? If you can't handle that now, what makes us think you're going to handle it when you get into office? If you're running away from the issues now, what makes us think you won't run away from the issues when you get into office? So all of the politicians out there, you need to think about that. We're going to take a couple minutes and we'll be right back. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Well, we're back, folks. You're listening to Faces Going Places. I am Mel Butler, your host, and uh, we hope that you'll call in. Our call-in number is 410-300-0489, and I believe that we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. You're on the line. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Faces Going Places Radio? <laughs> I tell you what, this sounds like the voice of the young lion that's out there. Tell us what's going on in your world. This what's going on, everybody? Brother Malon Butler here with the uh, Indigenous Business Association. You know, Dr. Butler, first thing I want to say is even in a society of politely put up or shut up. <laughs> you the got first that thing right. I, say, I like that. You know that. So the first thing I want to say is, y'all, I'm a participant of the thing that everybody here is providing the solutions. I will be there on the 26th getting my golf lessons from Dr. Butler because I think it's important to commit to the different things I've seen him do. And uh, because you opened up an opportunity for me, you know, I would take it. So. <laughs> well, you've been doing a great job in the community. People didn't know who you were probably a year ago, but I bet they know who you are now because you've been participating in every community event that uh, we've seen. You put on events, you're helping businesses, and I love the idea that our folks can get a card. You know, Russell Simmons uh, came up with the credit card, and he was coming up with several different things that he felt could uh, help him give back to the community. You guys are doing, IVA is doing a similar thing where you're reaching out to the community, and that's what we have to do. So I commend you and your staff for the hard work you're doing and connecting with the community. I love the fact that you're uh, one of the sponsors of our first no, it's our third Community Unity Golf Tournament. Those yep. of you out there who never, never play golf, it's an experience that will benefit you, benefit your children, benefit your whole life. So we hope that you will definitely join uh, IBA, the Brother Malon Butler, his crew. And we've got so many people that have just jumped in. 
to help make sure that this tournament is a success. Uh, we got the king uh, walking around the studio looking for a throne. Uh, DJ <laughs> Nike, you know, when he comes in, the whole room jumps up to attention. So I don't know what he's doing back there, but folks, DJ it looks like he's weightlifting and trying to get himself in shape. Uh, but uh, he'll be talking to you soon. Oh, he just popped me on my head. I must have said the wrong thing. I know thing. a DJ Nike. That's my man. A DJ Five Star. <laughs> uh, five Star. They know my name out there. Uh, Nike used to be down at the flea market. Yes, it is. And uh, I helped him with that lady that write, writes all those dirty books. You know, he's now her manager. I, I forgot. Yeah, they sell millions and millions of them, but out of the flea market. And when you get my age, there are not too many things that you can remember. In fact, it's a treat when you can remember anything. So, Brother <laughs> Malon, is there anything uh, that you're doing that our audience should know about? So, I want to continue the vision of us plugging in and pouring in to our own people, our own community. And so what I'm trying to bring to the table, well, let me clarify, what I am bringing to the table is a vessel that we can find each other through the click of a button. What I want to share to everybody here is we will be, there's a link, a QR code available for an app that's full of only black businesses, discounts and deals for shopping with black businesses and opportunities that come to you right again through the click of your button. I want to introduce this to the public and let you all be the first to hear Black Friday of this year, November 27th, we are doing the All Black Friday Challenge. There'll be nothing but black vendors in our app. We're asking everybody to patron for the holidays, whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa, Christmas, anything that is personal to you. We're asking everyone to get into a group economic support chamber. That's what this app introduces. And it's time to change the climate. Because one thing I say, I'm sick. They say that corporate bases there their financial statements on the money we spend Absolutely. from Black Friday to the end of the year. And so if nothing else this year, we're going to put on our Robin Hood hoodies hey, that's and, real. From the and give to our own. <laughs> well, how can they get in touch with you? Because all the parts put together, then we have something that's unstoppable. It's when we try to yeah. go out on our own or when our ego gets in the way of, of uh, economic development and, pro and progress. That's when we fail. So you've, yeah. you've thrown it out there this Christmas. How many of us have said in the past, oh, I got to wait until I get through Christmas before I can help you? Or I, I, I got all my money allocated for the holiday season. And we've been doing that forever. And when you look back at it, the only person that gets more, more wealthy are those people who had the wealth in the first place. And we're right. just waiting for us to say those words, I, you got to hit me back after Christmas, after the holidays. And then when Christmas comes, you got to hit me back right after the first of the year. Well, you said it right. And uh, we're going to continue to talk about this. We challenge people, even if you never played golf before, that first, that community unity golf tournament. You need to call one of the persons on the air, get a number from somebody, and find out how you can be a participant. I want to thank you for calling in, um, Brother Butler. That's of Butler. To, that's B to B. Butler to, Butler to Butler. I like hey, that. You know, we, we walk in proof. They keep it family-owned businesses now. That's what that's <laughs> what we do. And if we don't set the example, who's going to set it? If we don't get involved, who's going to get involved? Our young so people. Gonna, they need us. 
You can find me, of course, for one through Faces Going Places. I am a member. I'm a part of this. Dr. Fuller knows how to reach me for two. I named the Indigenous Business Association the one and only. If you look that up, you will find us Facebook, Instagram, uh, Linktree, you name it. <laughs> and look for our app. will be available on the Google Play Store. You can click the link and download it now off of any of our pages, and we'll be right there on your home screen. Well, we want to thank you for calling in and giving us, sharing that information. And you know, you can call us anytime. You don't have to be a guest to let people know that you're still out there and the type of projects that they could get involved in. Folks, I say again, it's our turn. And uh, we hope that you will, at the end of the year, not next year, but at the end of the year, you can say, this is what I did. This is what my family did. This is what my associates did. But let's, as Bob Marley said, let's get together because things will be all right. All right. Thank you for calling in. And I think we, one of my guests just walked in. He walked, he, he's walking like a gorilla, folks. Oh, my God. I tell you, we got DJ Five Star in the house. And I can't wait to hear what's going on with him. <laughs> How you doing, DJ? What's going on? It's all love, Dr. Butler. Here on Faces Going Places once again. It's always a lot going on. I actually had four conferences in two weeks. What? So last week was the U.S. Black Chamber Commerce Conference. And it was just amazing to have. You You got over 150 chain black chambers across the country all together with 160 black-owned media networks. Holy All man. together with corporate America figuring out our black agenda, understanding how you, it's power and unity and strength in numbers and power and unity and just making sure that your voice is being heard from a policy point of view so that you can have your voice be heard so that we can really make some real impact to our black businesses across the country. So that was the first conference. Then the National College Resource Foundation, one of our partners in Los Angeles, hosted a Black College Expo, mm. at, which was phenomenal, in, actually in New York City. So with this pandemic, one of the things that happened was our virtual capabilities had to skyrocket so we could stay ahead of the curve. And so we're able to be in different cities and states and countries all at the same time just because everything is virtual. And so we, we've been excited to just work partnering with the National College Resource Foundation last week. This week, we're going to Delaware. We have a, a conference called the Breakthrough Conference. So now, did you do that conference for... Um your production, or you in so many organizations. Who did you? Got it. So the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce Conference was actually representing. We were. Rep I was representing the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber of Commerce. Here, I serve as the president of the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber of Commerce. So you can follow us at greaterbaltimoreblackchamber.org, and that'll connect us right to your monthly meetings. We meet first Wednesday at six p.m. every first Wednesday. Right on schedule. You can definitely connect with me directly at DJ the number five S T A R R dot com or 
on any social media, DJ Five Star, to my link tree, forward slash DJ Five Star. And it, it'll connect you to the link trees for the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber of Commerce. So you can go right into the meeting, go to the website, or contact us as, as leadership to see how we can best serve you as your business continues to scale. We want to make sure that we remove the word networking and just kind of really focus on relationship building. Because yes, yes, once you yes. build a relationship, Dr. Butler, yeah. then we trust each other. Absolutely. And now I can refer business to you because I trust that you're going to provide the same service that you gave for me and, and growing this relationship, which ultimately turns into a friendship. You want to yes. do business with your friends. Right. I, think, I think some generations feel like business is not a way to serve. And if you start looking at doing business and looking at sales as a way to serve yes, your, man, yes. your fellow man or your fellow woman, your fellow king or your fellow queen, I think things would change. It breaks that elephant in the room of doing business. It really does. And you know so many people, uh, they have an aversion to selling. But if you think about it and you're a Christian, then you let Satan play into your life when you do that. Because we all know that Jesus was a salesman. He, in fact, was a salesman. So when you talk about being such a Christian, but then you run when you hear the way sales, you see, he was selling an opportunity that did not exist at that time. If you talked about an afterlife like that and you weren't in royalty, they just fed you to the lions. When Paul started preaching and Jesus started telling them, they didn't know about this thing called resurrection. They didn't know about this thing called afterlife and people were going to be going to heaven. So he was selling. And in fact, there's a book out called The Greatest Salesman. And they are referring to Jesus Christ. So be careful. The next time you, somebody tells you or you hear somebody doing a presentation for sales, in fact, if people didn't sell, you couldn't live. And there are only two things that happen when you are selling. Either you are selling or you're being sold. Period. And everything, you're either being you're either selling or somebody's selling you. And that's from relationships to anything you can imagine. I tell people all the time, if you uh, run away from uh, your obligation to your family, your spiritual obligation, one thing sure is you'll come back with six friends one day. You better hope you have six friends when you run away from helping people and you run away to not admitting the things that you could change or the things that you need to apologize, repent from. There'll be six people someplace waiting to carry you to your final destination. Well, DJ, I, you know, I could sit here and talk all day about what's going on in this city. The golf tournament, somebody asked me, why are you doing a community uh, unity golf tournament? We never had such a thing. And first, my first response is, why not? Do you know how to play golf? Generally, they don't. Do you know the game of golf? Generally, they don't. Do you know anyone that's in your neighborhood close to you that has been a part of a golf tournament that everything was working out for the benefit of the community? Three years ago, when we started this, there were no such things as a community unity golf course in the United States. Do you know, now if you Google, this is just in three years, you can actually Google community unity golf tournament being imitated by, I counted, five major corporations. It's gotten into Google that fast. I had no idea. So somebody 
saw that and said, hey, that's a good idea. And it didn't come from us. So if you don't watch it, somebody will dominate this too. So we encourage you, the golf tournament is going to be on October the 26th, right around the corner. That's on a Monday. And most of us, you don't have to take off work because you're already off work. <laughs> We're trying to give you a way to get back. But the golf tournament is that day, Monday, October the 26th, at the Forest Park Golf Course. You can get your uh, company, your community, your nonprofit. Let's be involved. Let people see that you were a part of the solution and not part of the problem. DJ, I want to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Sure, Doc. Uh, is it you asking Mr. Tillman a question or a DJ Five Star a question? I'm like Clark Kent and Superman sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm asking as if you were by. <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> So that means you can answer either way. <laughs> uh, I, so I, I got to answer both of them. Where, where is my sound effect? Where is you my know, you got one for that? I, I got one for that. I got it. Here okay. Go. Here you go. <laughs> I go along with that. I concur with that. Well, really, you know, you you wear so many hats that I could sit here and name different organizations, and you would have to answer for all of them. Absolutely. But I, I want to talk about uh, how a new person, a new entrepreneur, how do they get into the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber? Can I, they get in? Because the year is almost over now. Do you prorate the fee, or do they pay the annual fee, even though it's the end of the year. Got it. That's a that's a great question. So yes, it's it's pretty much rate. It starts with your date that you join. Right. So you can join, and then that your date will be in the system, and it'll remind you that every year this your is your anniversary date. date. This so is your anniversary person, date. Right. Yep. Okay. Each so, person has an anniversary date, and so then you have those that say, "Hi, Kendrick, I can't pay one fifty right now. My business isn't isn't at that point where we have even even it's so tight right now because of COVID. So we we created a Monthly, uh, a monthly fee of $15. Okay. And so that. That's nothing. Yeah, nothing. Right, right. For you know, a we, business We spend person. that on a couple of cups of coffee or tea. So mm -hmm. it, uh, to me, we, we, it comes out to be 180 for the year, but you only pay $15 a month. Right, right. As opposed to 150 for your annual fee. Right. And starting off, it, it may be hard for a, a new business to come up with that money, but the resource is of, to me, is of such a value that a person, that's one of the, some things you have to spend money on. Mm -hmm. You just can't get around. And being in certain professional organizations where you can get help. Let's tell them a little bit about what they can get once they join the, you know, join the chamber. So when I look at the chamber, I always look at it in three avenues. The first would be legislation. Legislation, there is policy that is being voted on that becomes law. Mm. There's a bill every year that becomes voted that votes being voted on by our elected officials. So from the point of view of elected from the elected officials and those relationships you build with them, you can have conversations with your elected officials and say, "Hey, the black business community sees this bill as a threat to our business. Don't oh. vote on this bill." Mm. Now that bill doesn't get passed, it's not a law, and you've impacted pe many, many black businesses that nobody even knew what was about to happen. Mm. So the chamber is always at the forefront of policy and having an understanding of what agenda items are coming down the pipe that would that should be in place to help businesses like us grow mm. or things that are coming down the pipe that we need to be aware of that we can advocate against so it does not hurt our business if that petition 
piece of legislation becomes law. Second is the the word networking is so overly used. So let's <laughs> remove that and just talk about building a relationship. Yes. The relationship is so important that I stress that so much in our meetings because if we don't know who you are, we can't do business with you. And then when it, when I know who you are, but I don't know you and haven't built a relationship with you, I, I'm, I'm afraid to refer business to you because I haven't built that relationship with you. So we try to bring a, a safe haven. That's why we have monthly meetings. And in those monthly meetings, we bring resources to you. So last month we had the, the, the Maryland, Maryland State Department of Mrs. Janice bringing in resources from the governor's office, pretty much, and from every every month is is a different resource for a different type of impact. And so, it, to if you if, if you see the live broadcast, it's a live broadcast on the meeting. You can go back and look at it for yourself, and that will be on my link tree, the DJ Five Stars link tree, and just look at the 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 cha- last meeting that we had last. Five meetings we've had has been phenomenal, even just having our meetings virtual and the the amount of content you receive just showing up is a plus. And then just being able to build relationships so people can refer you business or you can refer others business is a plus. And then we still have constituents like Dr. Butler, who is a nonprofit. So we just want to be able to support our constituents so that when, when they have a mission that they want to accomplish, we as the chamber supports that mission. So when you look at chambers all across the world, specifically black chambers, you want to look at those three avenues from a, a, a way to impact policy, a way to do business and impact each other's bottom line and help you scale up and, and, and hire more individuals that look like yourself. And then three, being able to support nonprofits that are in the in our in our network of constituency for the Greater Baltimore Black Chamber of Commerce. Well, you know, uh, I, I asked that question because I'm always uh, having people call me that want to start a business. They have an idea and yet they have no money, but they want that idea and when you decide to become an entrepreneur, the first thing you need to do is say, why am I becoming an entrepreneur? What do I have that somebody would pay money for? Or if I have the money, what do I offer that people need? And the one thing, a couple things about the chamber, because I've worked with the membership committees and uh, to tell new people, and I usually try to bring a guest so that they can hear from members that are part of the chamber that have been helped by the chamber. And that gives them reason to say, okay, this really exists. I didn't know. Because many new people, they want to be in business. They get the EIN, that's the employee identification number, but they don't, they have no idea what other free resources are out there. And if they don't get them, they're going to have to spend money. Example, if a person comes to a chamber meeting, they're going to be people that are in business Recent people, they're going to meet people that have been in business for a while, and they're going to meet people that have been in the chamber, either on the executive committee, that can help them with some things free that they otherwise would have to pay for, such as you guys do seminars. And the seminars that I've seen you do and have watched are those seminars that offer something that could help that person in their business. I.e., I remember going to one where the person was talking about the difference between a and a person that had a 1099, an employee, or a person that was, uh, say, on payroll. And they gave a good explanation, and a lot of people in the room 
when they look back at their own organization, they figure, oh, okay, I need to do this. Because you don't have to pay a lot of people when you start in business. But if you go to meetings that are seminars that are conducted or held by the uh, Greater Baltimore Black Chamber or by, say, the Visit Baltimore Group or by the Professional Black Men or by the 100 Black Men, there are so many people that are doing things to help in different aspects of business development that a new person that doesn't have a lot of money could just tap into those resources and before long, they would have an idea of all the things they need to go into business and not have to pay a consultant or pay a lot of money. Because many of us, we lose three out of four black businesses in the first three years. Why? Because they don't know that there are resources available, such as SBA has a, a plethora of uh, different programs that you can get at no cost. You have groups like the Greater Black Chamber that do seminars. I think you, one of yours is called Minding Your Business. Is that it? They do that uh, at uh, uh, a workplace in Mondawmin. Is that right, Mr. Kendrick? Say it again, Doc. That uh, people could go to some resources and learn the different aspects a touch of point. business. You're talking about a touch point? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a resource center right at Mondawmin. The... They they it's owned by White and Turner, and I BG believe they and, e. and BG and E, and, and, uh, but I, they allow nonprofits to create offices there. It's an office space, almost like an incubator for nonprofits, right, right. and and it and it provide resources, uh, just space. You can book a space there, have host workshops if you like. They're free of charge, no 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 expense to the nonprofit, and so I, I think that's a great a great step for great step foot forward. For new business. For, for new businesses. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you join the chamber, those are some of the things uh, that you get. Because we have a nonprofit side and we have a for-profit side. And many people get it mixed up because on the nonprofit side, of course, we can give consultation. We do events such as bringing the Hall of Wizards to uh, help our kids and with the soft skills. That is one of the things. Actually, our mission is to help raise funds for those organizations that don't have the means to do it and to teach them how to be self-reliant upon things in terms of learning how to do their own golf tournament, uh, learning how to do an event where you can earn enough money to go progress to the next level, the next step. And many people come out and they want everything free. Well, there's no such thing as everything free. You're going to pay one way or the other. You're going to pay either in your time or you're going to pay the fees like everybody else. The important thing is when you use the word entrepreneur, you need to understand what it means. Mm -hmm. You don't, people come in and they say, well, I didn't prepare for this. Oh, I didn't know I would have to get a copyright. I didn't know I would have to get a patent. I didn't know that because some, I need to check and see if somebody else has this idea or this product already on the market. And how can I squeeze in there? See, there are things that you have to entrepreneur mean he or she who assumes risk. That last word was risk. Mm -hmm. So if you're not prepared to uh, use some sort of time, that might be risky. It may be something you don't know. I know you never played golf before, but I also know it's one of the quickest, fastest, and best ways to help you get a kitty or some monies that can help your company go to the next step. Because if you need a lawyer, you got to pay them.
If you need marketing advertising, you got to pay somebody. If you need to have a legal structure so that you can't get sued, you're going to have to spend some money. I don't know any lawyer that's going to let you come in and so-called pick their brains free. People always say, I, I want to come in and pick your brain. No, you don't. Number one, you're going to be sliding on my bald head. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that unless you're bringing something to the table that I can use in kind or whatever that is, then you'll come in in a professional setting and asking for an amateur request. Now, you got some up. Well, we have the golf tournament coming up, and I know that you are going to be in the tournament, and you were in our last tournament. And to people in the community that have no idea, because we let people put stuff in our head, and we live by that. We don't check it out to see if it's true or not. They were always advertising that golf was an expensive game. Golf was a rich man's game. Uh, golf was a white person's game. They never told you that golf courses are made beautiful for a reason. Because all the people, look at the people that play golf. Those people generally have had a successful career or are having a successful career. And they know that a golf course is very therapeutic for people. Mm -hmm. Very. You can't take a bunch of problems to a golf course and play golf. You just can't do it. Mm -mm. The brain does not allow you to do it. The other thing that uh, being in a, a golf tournament, particularly when it's yours and you're going to make the benefits, sometimes huge amounts of money are spent to get executives or their employees to play in golf. In the military now, when I was in the military, you never even thought about golf. But now, when you come into the military, one of the things that the interviewing officer, if you're going to go as an officer, will ask you, do you play golf? Wow. And if they ask that, that's a standard question that's asked throughout the military now with the middle management type people. In other words, the officers that are above you. And they ask that question. I said, why are they asking if that person wants to play golf? I never knew that I would want to go chasing a little white ball around. A little white midget, yes, but a little white ball, I could not see it. And then I realized that the people that are asking that question to the startup uh, uh, person, lieutenant, second lieutenant, is he wants to know if you are a team player. That's why they're asking. If you're a team player, when they have their golf tournaments, they expect you to be in and contribute something to whatever they're doing with that tournament. So I know, and while you're here, we may as well let the audience get a full share of you. You have your own product that we as a community, really we as a nation, I feel, and I've worked with inventions a long time, I feel that your invention is something that we have to, have to, have to get to be a household name. So why don't you take a couple minutes and, and, and talk about that, your invention that we're trying to make sure it gets on the marketplace and it becomes a household name. Thank you, Doc. I, I, I always say I think it's a smart choice for participants, com providers, communities, nonprofits. If you want to engage young people, it doesn't get any better than this, in my 
best opinion. Just the background information, I found a way to combine my engineering degree with me being a professional DJ. I saw the youth look up to me because I know how to work some turntables and scratch records. And I said, well, when as I'm scratching this record, do y'all know this is kinetic energy? This is actually friction, which is a science. And so I positioned myself to be the number one STEM DJ when I realized, looked around the country, there's not a lot of DJs that have an electrical engineering degree. And so we, we developed curriculums and workshops, after-school programs, summer programs, uh, intro to a teacher's unit plan. But then we finally got to the point where when we started scaling up and saw the challenges of being a service-based company, we always knew that our goal, which was our 10-year goal, we turned 10 this year. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank, thank you, Doc. I appreciate that. We, we had a goal to have a product. And so now we have a scalable product called Math Through Music where we can engage, educate, and encourage students all at the same time to get a, a greater understanding of math using the music they love. And students are taught to see algebraic fractions, algebra, fractions, decimals, percentages with the music they listen to every day. And so I think where we started and the why behind why we started was the research we looked at how... United States ranks in math and mm, STEM mm. and over the STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math arenas, we rank like 27th, almost 30th. How can wow. we be the number one country yet we are uh, 27th <laughs> in STEM? And I, I just saw that if if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, we want to bring a different approach to STEM education. It's our hypothesis that if we increase your creative thinking, it'll increase your academic performance, your attendance rates, your graduation rates, and the emotional attraction to STEM. We always do a survey of, give me one word to describe math. And you'll find some of those words may be difficult or uneasy or it's, it's unenjoyable. And when we share with them our product, those those words change to enjoyable, and mm -hmm. we love math. I like especially using music. And so yeah. our, our product is basically a duffel bag. Comes with your laptop, our user manual, two sets of headphones, a turntable, which is basically a, a digital turntable, a controller, a whiteboard, your laptop stand, your splitter, your marker, and your eraser. But then in our curriculum, you have thirty five lessons, which also in the in the in the computer, because you get software, you get the BPM subscreen subscription. That's unlimited downloads for a year. You get the, all your software to work with the controller. And then we have embedded videos in the computer to coincide with all of our concepts and all of our hard copy curriculum. And so our curriculum covers upper and lower limits, expanding the range, tempo, percentages, working with percentages, rhythm engineering, multiplication, division, Rounding, place value, ratios, hmm. part the whole, comparisons, algebra, you name it, because you can duplicate all those all, all those lessons with unlimited music, which gives you a different answer. And so that's what makes it really, really engaging and, and allowing the, the product to grow with a student. And so we've had, of course, many, many different opportunities where we've provided just unit plans, we've provided after-school programming, we've provided in-school programming. All these options are available virtually. We, we've we've been the edutainment workshop guy or team. We've have we've just basically demonstrate how relevant math is in our daily lives. So we're we're available for an autopilot 
platform where they just purchase the kits and just use the videos and learn learn as they want to learn on their own time. We have the option where we can come and train the trainer and we'll train your team to administer the program. We'll come in and actually administer program with the kits as well. We have a leasing option for those as well. We have a, a way to just really get you to learn how to DJ using math principles. We're not, we're not excited about bringing this product to sit in the corner of your right, school. Right, right. We want to mm-hmm. change the culture of the school. So we're asking students or we're asking administrators to think about purchasing 10 kits mm-hmm. as opposed to one. We had a challenge where one school just said, oh, Mr. Tillman, we love your product. We'll get one just just because. Mm-hmm. And they put that, that one kit in a room full of 30 students and it didn't produce the data we'd like right. to see because they were fighting over the kit and mm-hmm. it, was a, it turned into a competition thing. And you wanted this to be a compliment to your school and so that's why we, we were excited to have data from the Canadian federal mm-hmm. government mm-hmm. where it actually doubled math scores there because they actually have 10 kits in, in every room where it's 20 students. So it's, mm-hmm. this kit is designed for two students per kit. And so we have some data from the Stanford University that also did the one word to describe math. And so they found, they did this on 700 students. And so where 30% of those students said it was terrible, 17% said it was a waste of time, 9% said it was enjoyable, 22% said it was hard. And when you look at 120 days later, using math through music, 26% went to enjoyable. 9% Mm. went down to terrible. Mm. 36% actually went up to okay. It went down to a waste of time. That was powerful. 17.5% said math was a waste of time. And then in 120 days, it went down to 3%. They said the same same 700 students, 120 days later. Had a change of mind. Had a change of mind. Well, you know, one of the things that I find is very, very... um, Is that Darius? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll get him. Okay. Somebody's coming to get you right now. You're at the door. Darius? Okay, folks, we got our other special guest that's uh, coming in, so I'm sorry for the low. Remember that you are listening to Faces Going Places, the voice of the community, and uh, we're sharing with you some information that you should be able to pass on to your friends and to your family. You know, we are a nonprofit, it's true. We live on donation, it's true. But to us, it's more important that the information get out there. And we know that one day you'll open up your heart and say, okay, you guys don't have money to operate on, yet you stay on the air, so somebody is taking care of that. So we just want you to know that it is really critical that if you're going to support us and what we're doing, if you're going to support the guests that we have and their projects, and we will always try to bring to you the best. Uh, We want, when a, a company from Canada will help our companies, minority companies here in the United States. Something is very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. And we really need to change that. Only way we can change it, of course, is through the vote. But we are willing to make that sacrifice as a nonprofit. We'll do what we have to do to raise the funds to keep getting you exposed to these things. Uh, We're going to just make sure that you get the right information. And we're not going to have any fake news. Uh, 
Was, is it Darius? I didn't see him. Uh, let's check him. Can you give him sleep? I'll text him. I'm talking about, you're going to text him? Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about folks, ways that you can stay involved. And do you know or do you realize that your child, if you have a child that's, say, four years old, that personality is formed up to that age, generally after four years old, they start to get set in those ways. And you can observe them to tell basically what kind of career they could go in. And if a child is not exposed to things like math at a very early age, some as, as early as two and three years old, that the type of uh, project that uh, Mr. Tillman has is one that the whole country needs. So we are not just uh, math deficient in, in Maryland. We're math deficient as a country all over the world. So it would seem like people would be beating his door down to get this unit incorporated and what they're teaching since it's been proven, really, that a child will advance, they will pay attention, they will develop some, from some of these skills that they're learning through the turntable. You get most children can, can learn a rap song in seven days. Every word, every pause, the enunciation. You sometimes will walk down the street and hear a child doing a rap song and sounds better than the rapper. So the project and the equipment that um, Five Star brings to our attention, we're going to go over it and over it and over it. And you as a parent should make demands in your, stu in your school that why don't they look at that? I don't know any school in Baltimore City schools, unless it's an exceptional school, that has all of their kids wanting to do math or having at least the option. You're not going to go in any STEM-related career if you don't have a math foundation. Now, that's real. So parents, you have a role. Students, you have a role. But we, as a group, as a family, have never really been exposed to the successful things that we can uh, buy into or that we could do that would help prepare our, our sons and our daughters and our nieces and our nephews, and in many cases, the returning person from incarceration, the returning person from the military. All of these people, in terms of a new career or in terms of making themselves strong enough and viable for when they go to look for a job, that they would be in the top group of people that somebody would want to hire because we need so many scientists, we need so many engineers, we need, need so many people that are developed from the STEM-related programs. So as you listen to uh, Five Star and you hear about the product that he's trying to get into the schools, you see, if you make a cry, then it will get into the schools. If you actually prepare your son, your daughter, or anybody for a career in the STEM-related fields, then you can be making a, a positive contribution to what's going on. So we'll bring information to you every week on ways that you can better prepare your child for the challenges of the future. You can uh, have your child become a part of the solution on our deficit and engineers, our deficit and people that are in the STEM program. Uh, but you need to call. You need to find out 
How can I get him to come to my school? How can I get him to come to my community? Because even the after-school programs, there are a lot of after-school programs that they offer tutoring in certain uh, areas, certain uh, categories. And you as a parent, you have that obligation. I know we hear a lot of fake news, and if you want fake news, or if you're going to accept fake news, then uh, you need to at least find out what's going on. You be a fact-checker of the truth, but you should be a, fa a fact-checker for the organization and the supplying, the supplying of something that will benefit you and your child and the community. Because one of the things that we find within our, our culture is our children go into careers. Typically, uh, we make about five choices. If we go to college, most of us, even to this day, don't really know what we want to major in. It took me five changes and 10 years for my first degree because I just had this phobia. I had never heard that an engineer, didn't even know how to spell engineer. And in fact, the first time I went to a college was the first time in my life as an adult I knew what a college was. I heard that word. I went to a vocational school, and I heard many teachers say, you guys are not going to be out there. You're going to have to go to a technical school. That's why you had the Hamptons. That's why you had the Carvers. They did not prepare you to go to college. Later on, they stuck something in there that let you go. My point is, you think about it. How many career options did you get when you were coming through junior high and high school? They don't give you that option. Many people never saw the counselor that's supposed to talk to you about it more than twice in a year. So our children are not responsible for the fact that they don't know what STEM-related uh, ideas can create jobs. Yeah, that's powerful, Doc, because you, you're... Like, we're, we're both Pisces, so we feed off of energy, but you have literally a 40-year head start. You just turned 80 years old this year, right? Yep. I haven't even turned 40 yet. I'm turning 40 next year, so I'm so looking at— So you not even a thought. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the difference in education, and I've, and I've talked to my wife because she's the last baby boomer. 1964 is the last year of the baby boomer. And so my, as I talked to her and my nephew, my my. My brother-in-law, he went to Saudi Arabia, so my, nie my niece and nephew had education in three different countries. And so when I showed them this Matthew Music product, they're like, oh, Kendrick, this is amazing. Like, yep. I've never seen nothing like this. And I asked their opinion on how education is being delivered in the United States. Right. And they're like, oh, it's a cakewalk here. It's a cakewalk. Really? Like in Saudi Arabia, where we started school, oh, it was way more thorough, Kendrick. These are... Teenagers that are just starting their first year in college, and, and my niece is her, in her second year this year in college. And so having a discussion about K through the K through twelve experience in three different country countries or two different continents and three different countries, they said United States is far on the far list. Behind. Far because behind. their foundation is that way. They come here and they look for opportunities that normally we don't even think about. We, on the other hand have our children go through life never telling them what a college is. I didn't know. It took 10 years to go through my first degree, my BS, because I changed the major, and the final major I changed 14 days from graduation. Because in my mind, somebody had locked in there that you, for whatever reason, you are not going to go out. You need to look for something technical. You need to be a car mechanic. You need to be a bricklayer. You need to be a carpenter. Everything but 
those things that require a, a certain amount of mental intellect, a certain amount of ability, even when they came out with STEM. Wow. Now, I wasn't the brightest bulb, but I know this. If you come up with a, a subject that requires certain things that our kids are not getting, then that's a cheap way of you saying you want them out. They say STEM and the average uh, person coming out of a project, they don't know what you're talking about. Right. They don't know what STEM is. Yet in their behavior, if the parent would watch that child's behavior up until they're four years old, that personality, and really you can see what they would be good at in a field. They might not ever tell you engineers, but they're sitting out there. Some lady put together a doghouse out of Lego sticks for her dog. If the mind can't think it, the mind can't conceive it. Right. So my, it can't achieve it. My first 10 years in school was all learning. I thought that you had to change your major. Only reason I was able to go through, I followed somebody. But I want to talk about... The Morgan State Bears, because we got a bear in the room right now. Mm-hmm. We got three bears in the room, maybe yeah, so four. Who is the bear in this room? Mrs. Mrs. Stanton is. Huh? Mrs. Mrs. Stanton is in the room. She's a bear. My growling business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the fact is that you got bear, bear, bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he, 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 he married. He married a bear. So yeah. he's, he's he wanted to be a bear so bad he decided to marry. <laughs> I, I I'm like actually, it. I'm actually a lion. Oh, really? I'm a, I'm a Lincoln lion. Oh, that's okay because yeah. that's a lion that doesn't know its identity. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will accept it. We just have to be the first lion that omitted degrees to yeah. black people. That's that's the. Lion. Well, we're gonna let some of our other guests since they came in, but folks. The other part I did want you to be able to mention to the young people, they said, well, he took 10 years to get this undergrad degree. But after that, when I knew the deal, when I knew I could walk across that stage, mm-hmm. the next two years, I threatened to sue the college because they didn't want me to sue a, to sue a double master's simultaneously. They said it had not been done at Morgan and that it would uh, taint their reputation if I didn't complete it. I said, well, that's my choice. Ten years, it was everybody else's choice because I didn't know how to tap into that. But now I'm saying to you that I've been out here, I have a business, and I need to know because every time I go and knock on a door, the uh, response I get is you're overqualified or this job is one we don't think you would have that you would walk away from it. So I wanted to know, well, what are you looking for? We need you to have five years' experience or we need you to have some kind of track record. So my thing to Morgan was, I didn't know what I was doing in the first 10 years, but it was a learning, I'm not mad. But now I want to have an MBA in marketing, but I also want to have a MBA in management because in the field that my business is in, I need to be qualified. Wow. They said, it's never been done. I said, well, what do I have to do? We're not gonna let you do it. So I got Larry Gibson, let's sue them. I now know what I want to do. Ten years, it'll never happen again. But I took. That's how I met Dr. Butler. They said, hey, you know, you went to Morgan Kendrick. You know, Doc got a double MBA. What? I never heard no double MBA. I got my MBA. They ain't let me get no double MBA. But see, the trick was I wanted them at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I wanted them. They said, you who hardly got out of undergrad. Yeah, but you, (laughs) you don't know why I hardly got out of. You don't know. Right. 
You don't know that I was homeless for five years. You don't mm-hmm. know I had to learn the 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 meaning of a college, mm-hmm. a meaning of all this new freedom that I had. I, I figured when I was in high school, they told us everything, everything. Now you're telling me I got to go on my own. How do I know how to pick this, these services? Right, right. I didn't know what a college catalog was. I did not know. Mm. But I took that double masters. I took it simultaneously. I slept three hours a night because I commuted from Chicago back to Baltimore. And in three on three hours, I fought that battle. They were afraid because I was really going to sue them. And then in 1976, became the first student in mortgage history to do a double master simultaneously with the A average. Mm. So the 10 years did not matter. Right. And right. there's so many yeah, young people down. out there mm. that could do the same thing. Well, Doc, I actually have a similar story. First, let me just say that's, that is very, that's remarkable mm-hmm. um, that you had the, the, all the capacity to be able to take on two programs simultaneously and, um, and then master it. You know, to be able to master that information to the mm-hmm. point where you were able to walk away with, you know, two A's. That is. Well, uh, you know, a lot of students now, they get a double degree, mm-hmm. but it, it's not the same because it's cut down to maybe like maybe 27 hours in your in your discipline and then a certain amount of hours, but not everything because they felt like if I if they could put everything on me, they knew it was virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. But they didn't realize that I was doing research, too. Mm-hmm. So I found those schools like Towson or schools that had compatible programs that they didn't offer at a certain time. So I was bouncing between the colleges to make sure I satisfied all that, the 32 hours that I needed in both of those disciplines each. So it was 64 hours, but I went day and I went night. Mm, you were determined. We had a, uh, our son, our youngest son, Justice, who uh, apologizes and said he looks forward to coming on the next time, maybe next week or the next opportunity. Um, but he got two degrees in business from the Smith School of Business, which is a top 10 business school in, in the country and uh, in management and finance. Mm-hmm. And so congrats to him. Um, we also had a good friend of ours who was at one point in time mm, Chair of the Department of Psychology at George at um, Georgetown, yeah, okay, and um, also the hospital. And he was a psychiatrist and a psychologist, but he told us about his philosophy <laughs> with regard to college, mm-hmm. especially when he got to medical school. And he said that you know most everybody else was taken. They were worried and focused on the GPA. Mm-hmm. And he said that instead of focusing on the GPA, he he went like four more classes than the regular caseload class load each semester, which was doubling his credits. But it wasn't really even about the credits; it was about the information. Yes, he was yes. taking classes that weren't even directly necessarily tied. Right, right. Um, and uh, but just so that he could absorb all of that information. Because it had a relevancy to what he wanted to do. Right, but his focus was not the GPA. Mm -hmm. It was the information. Same here. And that's... I didn't um, know what a GPA was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so that's really... And right now we're in an age where information is king. And information has always been king, right? Yes. And I think that that's one of the things that is so important for our young people to see as models, is, is really creating places and spaces for them to be able to present themselves and gain more information and become open systems. 
Absolutely, because that's the only defense that we can have. But I saw him put a sign up. We're going to have to invite you guys back to be a part of this because I don't see how having a program where you can only get that much of what a person does. And we need to get lots and lots of information. That's why I changed the format of the show mm -hmm. to deal with the situations that we have now. Right. Because we have people that have played us to an extent that they have our women having the men talk about them behind the back. Because that used to be our backbone. And now, for whatever reason, society has forced women into careers, into jobs that normally they would let the men do, because our women have always been supportive of the black men. But for them to create, ever since Dr. Spock, they create this false information chain that now women are proudly saying, it's a woman thing, or we are doing it. Uh, yesterday, the 25th anniversary of the Meet Man March. And the lady was the glue for the uh, anniversary of the Million Man March. Yeah. Erica, I, was, see, Erica, Erica, I love Erica. her, and she's brilliant. Yes, yeah, she was. But she we is. should have been out there, too. What did we do in those 24 years or 25 years? You can't tell me that nobody was in a position to know and make a contribution that would be looked at. Because people say, well, okay, yeah, they did it, but if it hadn't been for a lady doing it, they would not have it. Our queens are going to be our queens, and we should lift them higher. But for what they're feeding our queens, they're taking it the other way. Because I hear men come to me all the time, and they're bashing the women. I'm saying, wait a minute. Mm. Yeah, it's happening. Wow. Because the women are enjoying that new additional uh, freedom that they have and the treatment that they have. If we go into an office looking for a job with the same qualifications, she's going to get it. Because they know. That's why I look like I look. Because that's all they care is the domination of our people. If they dilute us so far, it's hard for us to get back to where we love one another and we're helping one another. And it's a subliminal thing that gets into the mind. Remember, our women didn't like our men to go play golf, stuff wow. like that. Now more women are playing golf than men. You know, join it every day. Fine, it's fun. But I want you guys to take a little bit of time. If we go over, if nobody's coming, we will go over and pay for it. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Producer, but we're going to let these people, they came a long way, and they have some good things to say, and we have to chop this show in half. Yeah, we, we can always, you know, we're, we're glad to be here and, and love the opportunity, and definitely we'll come back. Yeah, so. but now let's take the time. Use up all his time. He needs to work. <laughs> no, we want to hear what you say. Come uh, on, please. I, 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 love, uh, I love comedy. Educational entertainment is so important. and I uh, I'm, First, I have to... Thank you all for having us, uh, Erica Stanton, the Golden Bear, uh, and myself, Darius A. Stanton, uh, of the Stanton Group, and just really, our, we represent our families. Is that your company name, the, the Stanton Group? The Stanton Group, okay. Incorporated, yes, sir. Um, also the host of the Peace in the Morning Show with DJ Five Star. Hey, star, 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 in the house! Star, star, star. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is my brother right here. So I am... Um, DJ Five Star. Oh, I must also say in my 
opening thank God and all of our good and righteous ancestors and my family and all those people who have blessed us and to bring us across. And um, one of the things that I want to be able to acknowledge is on a consistent basis, I believe, you know, I always say peace and love. That's how I greet people. But yes. in addition to peace and love, I believe that I will probably start sharing the mantra, long live the spirit of the million man march. Mm. Yes. Long, long live, live the, the spirit, spirit of, of the, the million, million man march. And um, it uh, the reason why it's so powerful, and it just dawned on me at this very moment, the reason why it's so powerful is because there is a great amount of power in prayer. And it is why Buddhas and the opposite of positive forces sit and chant for hours. They're not doing that because it's just something to do. There's power and results in that energy happening simultaneously at the same time with the same spirit and focus. And when those million to two million men stood out on that lawn mm -hmm. that day, spread out over <laughs> all of that space, Looked and at like the same ocean. time chanted, long live the spirit of the million man yes. march. When that happened, it was like a seance because we did it for minutes at a time. We repeated it over and over and over, and it was with love and yep. energy and passion. And the science in that, when you talk about the amount of energy, the sound, the decibels, and all of those things happening simultaneously, which is um, what makes us, makes it so special. And so um, I just want to open with that. And I want to thank my good brother, man, and I love this brother. He's so sharp. He's so bright. You know, he's such a light. Is he talking about knowledge? Who is he talking about? <laughs> This brother, Kendrick Tillman, man, he is just my guy, man. He's just, uh, he's, 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 he's phenomenal. He has you know? an upside down halo on his head. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly, Doc. You know, he really, and then he blessed me to meet Doc. And Dr. Butler, you know, as soon as we talked, we just immediately clicked. It yep. was like, he said, you know what? I want you to meet Dr. Butler. And just like that, got Dr. Butler on the phone, and that was it. And we've been tight ever since. We've seen each other we, in a week now. We've seen each other almost three times. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you know, but it's a blessing to be able to be um, among brilliant people because we are bright people. Oh, yeah. You know, and so I can only learn from you all. And so I'm excited about being around people who can really stimulate your mind and have strong character and really have your best interests at heart and help you reciprocate support, you know, those things. Um, you said something about taking on the two masters and speaking of the Million Man March, the sister, um, who, Eartha? Eartha that you mentioned, yes, Eartha Harris. I want to just commend her for her stick to -itiveness. But a lot also, of dedication, sacrifice went into what that lady did. And and her ability to, to hold people accountable and keep people real. 
just like you did, Doc, talking about Airframe and how could we let Airframe go from two days to one day, then one day to change the name to whatever it is. It's to not- putting you in the park where the surveillance people could keep an eye on you, not because they wanted the space, but it would be easy to contain that number of people on that big open field in the park while the police were hiding behind the bushes. So that wasn't an act of love. That was an act of contrition. They wanted to make sure, should something happen in that park, that they had you where they didn't have to take you. Well, but you, you you mentioned it before. You know, it's just the same thing with the Million Man March. We have bought into what has become a reality in some spaces, the fact that we aren't able to get along and stay peaceful and nonviolent. But just like the agitators over the previous riots that have come out, which were actually peaceful presentations until these agitators from, you know, other forces came in to disrupt that. Mm. And it's been proven and videoed and documented, right? But the same thing is taking place, you know, in this space with regards to uh, our ability to move ahead. And we definitely have to circle the wagons. And she talked about, just like you did, being able to bring, you know, why not go after the big opportunity? Why not take the big play? Why not go after whatever it is that you think? She said, and if you don't make it, then you redirect and then you find another way, you know, to go at it. But just think if you're able to accomplish it, you know, think of what happens when you're able to do what it is you're setting out to do. That's so big. That takes a commitment. And look at how long Afram went and how successful it was and what it meant to so many people and the joy and celebration. I mean, I look towards our family. We went to Afram every year. We, I, we very seldomly did we right. miss Afram. And yep. we, wherever we lived, when I lived in Baltimore, when we moved to, um, when I went back to Annapolis, since we had lived in Bowie, we, you know, we up until recently, these last few years, when they changed it to the park and that type of thing. Whenever politics gets into something, that's what happens. The lasting power for Afram, it was called the Salute to Soul Festival. That was what the first one was called, mm-hmm. Salute to Soul Festival. When they realized it was totally put together and controlled by the people, the politicians, the first one they were frightened. Mm-hmm. Gas and Electric Company threatened to, uh, well, not even let them have it because they were in a glass building downtown. And they said that they imagined that if a large number of blacks came into that area, that they would, you know, riot or break the glass and everything. So they really did. I'm going to uh, do a documentary on how Afram started, what made it go to Reshfield. And then when I left the country, the, the, the pimps, I call them pimps, <laughs> took all of the things that we had done in the community with the children, <coughs> and they took ownership of it. I'm talking about from the DJs all the way to the people who were running the NWCP at one time. That program was actually hijacked. And the reason they didn't want too much attention to be called to it, every year it was flawless. And when I say flawless, there was never trouble at an AFRAM. But yet they find the ease that they could criticize our community and make it seem like we were out of control by the things that were happening outside of AFRAM that they reported. When I came back from Africa, they were not even willing to acknowledge that 
they were trying to dismantle Ephraim. But, you know, Doc, that's one of the things that the Stanton Group is really focused on is asset-based communications and community development, um, really helping us to understand the importance of retooling how we lead. Yes. So um, being able, our, our greatest challenge in America right now is, in our opinion, how we are communicating with one another and the behavior that we're displaying is focused on deficits. Absolutely. You know, instead of our strengths and our assets. And so we've chosen, like yourself and Kendrick, to focus on our assets and solutions. And I'm really excited about being a part of Kendrick brought me, man. He brought me into black professional men. He's just bringing me <laughs> right along. Brought me over here with Doc. No, he does that, and we you do know, that. Uh, and um, I'm really grateful for that because Black Professional Men is a wonderful organization as well. Um, but, you know, being able to focus in on changing the way that we treat each other, and especially at home, at work, um, on our teams, because once we create that as a culture, then that culture permeates outside. True. Um, you know, we were at the 100 million, I mean, the 25 25th anniversary Million Man March breakfast celebration yesterday, and Kendrick dropped the 86,400 seconds on them. And, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready. <laughs> you know, Kendrick went up there and just took them higher. <laughs> you know, it was like intellectual church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and instead of him... <laughs> <laughs> I can see my wife with me now, so I got to be. <laughs> but instead of, instead of him... You know, hitting the high notes and the he's and the highs and the ah, he went into how but, important your time is. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to throw a punch, my dad always told me, throw a lethal punch. Right, yeah. not, right. Don't get in there and be hitting at the wind. Right, right, right. So he and did good. He did. And um, the focus on, you know, just time and being able to maximize that was such a okay. critical, okay. critical piece. Um, and... Watching that, you know, transpire was 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 beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut our time a little short because I think someone else is coming in. Okay. But I'd like to make this part one, a part two, and you know sometimes God works in funny ways. The mix of what's in this room and the people that we know, there was a hole in the story. He gave him eighty four thousand. I always ask people in a seminar I do, it's called Millionaires in Training, that anybody, can, if you can tell me how much money you would have to earn a month in order for you to be earning a million dollars a year. See, people easily say, when you say, how much would you like to make? A million dollars. So I ask them that question, and we're going to leave this show and see if you guys have the answer. Mm. How much money would you have to earn you have to earn in order to be making $1 million a year. The reason we don't get millionaires, most people don't know how to define it. So mm. we'll give you two seconds. We can ready get off the air. You can just jump right in there and say, here is the answer. You're, You're going to get more time than him on the next show. See, women are smart. She just sit there so cool and say, okay, but I know the next time he's on those mics, I am going to have my say. And you're right. So did you get it? I tried to stall for a couple seconds. <laughs> You see, this is what makes good leaders. 
Right, right, right. And I usually give the answer to that pe- to people to that when they come in my seminar. But I'll give it to you. They must make $83,333.33 a month. Mm. So you can say, I want to be a millionaire. But when that numbers come comes down, how are you going to get it? Right. I know your numbers. Folks, we're out of time. You've been listening to Faces Going Faces, and I am your host, Dr. Mel Butler. Our mission is to help the community, help us grow, help us develop our own lanes of employment so that we can have a say in the country that we help to make. Thank you for listening. Thank all of our sponsors. And folks, we'll have to say good day. Peace and love. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.